Here's to courageous pioneers who understand a legacy is multifaceted. Whether you are an independent entrepreneur or someone who is part of a family business, you too can leave something of value behind for a greater purpose. Perhaps your legacy will improve workplace cultures, seize authentic moments, or inspire others with your talent. Your host, Angelina Carlton, is the founder of Design Your Legacy, a boutique advisory firm based in Beverly Hills, California. She is a mentor and coach to leaders like you and has contributed to Alliance, a philanthropy magazine, as well as to women in family business. She has been recognized by Los Angeles Biz as an LA woman of influence, as well as by World HRD Congress for her work. Remember, you deserve great coaching because your legacy is worth completing. Good morning. My name is Angelina Carlton. I'm the founder of a boutique advisory and coaching firm based in Beverly Hills. And I would like to welcome Miss Anne Liebgott this morning to a wonderful conversation about uh, her business. She is a multinational from Switzerland, running the unique award-winning platform AW Switzerland, a directory of Swiss wealth management services specifically for U.S. citizens, U.S. residents, and U.S. expats. She'll speak a bit about her journey today. Welcome, Anne. Thank you very much for having me. And I think it's fantastic that here I'm like, it's past 6 p.m. over here in one of my homes on the island of Mallorca, and you're sitting in California and it's early morning. <laughs> yes, it's exciting. I love the background and I love that you're outside as spring is coming. Thank you. Yes, we have early summer here. It's beautiful. I think uh, people are going to love going outside and getting some fresh air. Oh, of course. <laughs> Definitely. So- would you speak a little about your background um, as well as your work and any languages you can speak just to break the ice for somebody that might be watching for the first time? Okay, uh, well, I was uh, born in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, my parents were originally from Denmark. I grew up in Canada in the US and in Switzerland, uh, also became a Swiss citizen. And I've always been cross-border. So for me, the idea of having you know, international relationships that work and that are a benefit, it's, it's a natural given. I've, I've never known you know, life any other way. And um, languages, well, I speak uh, three languages fluently. So German, English, Swiss German, and I dabble in French and Spanish. And if I try real hard, <laughs> I can even get some Italian, uh, some Italian in there. Um, actually, I am a um, marketing communication and business development professional. And I came up with the idea for this platform, AW Switzerland, uh, the directory, as you mentioned before, um, out of my, out of my um, you know, working in the marketing area and saying we need to do something for these Swiss wealth managers that have registered with the SEC in the United States and therefore are able to provide their services to a US client. But they don't have a platform. They don't have any you know, uh, place where people can find them. And so I uh, decided to create then the AW Switzerland platform. Which is wonderful. I think it fills a void that somebody else hasn't, didn't notice in terms of creating a bridge and filling a need. Exactly. Well, the funny thing is when I started this project, it was basically like a little hobby thing on the side, I thought. But the Wall Street Journal picked up on it immediately. And then it just went like boom overnight. And I got all this interest in the platform and all these people visiting the platform and uh, all the wealth managers wanting to be listed on the platform and other service providers wanting to be on the platform. And since then, it's like I'm kind of playing catch up all the way. (laughs) Well, I think there's definitely a need, especially um, with um, individuals 
trying to preserve their wealth and understanding the landscape and what they can do. And I think the education is incredibly valuable, especially when new doors are opened with new relationships and different people bring knowledge to help their journey moving forward. So that's wonderful. Yes, definitely. I mean, I've seen uh, in, you know, the years that I've done this platform, we're in the sixth year now. Um, there have been so many questions and so many people who said, I didn't even know this was possible. How can I do this? Is it, isn't it complicated? It must be very difficult. Uh, is it even legal? Uh, can I do it? And of course it is. And anyone can do it. You can even do it from the comfort of your home. You right. don't have to travel to Switzerland to open up a bank account. And you don't have to travel to Switzerland to engage a Swiss wealth manager to help with your, you know, the international diversification of your assets, which in this day and age, like I, you know, we talked about it before a bit. Uh, why keep every single dollar that you own in the United States and in the United States banking system? Why not diversify also jurisdictionally? And some people call it these days because of the pandemania, they mm -hmm. call it the plan B, but it doesn't have to be a plan B per se. It's just a prudent strategy to hold some assets outside of the U.S., and Switzerland is like, you know, predestined to do that because it's the global leader in, in uh, private cross-border wealth management. Which is so, wonderful. You know, yes. Yeah, which Switzerland is definitely worth taking a closer look at. Yes. And um, Switzerland also is a very beautiful country. I had shared with you prior to this conversation also, I had an opportunity with my family to visit as a child growing up. Mm -hmm. We spent um, a good bit of time in Geneva, like Geneva. And um, what a wonderful um, country it is. What wonderful people. It was just a very rich experience. So if somebody can travel to Switzerland, I highly recommend it. And obviously if they can't, then this is a good starting point. Yeah. Well, the thing is Switzerland has um, four different national languages and basically three different, completely different cultures. We have the French speaking part of Switzerland and they're quite like the French. Mm -hmm. We have the German speaking part of Switzerland and they're just very Swiss. They're not like the Germans at all. And then you have the Italian speaking part of Switzerland, which is also very beautiful, a little bit more of the Mediterranean flair. Of course, we don't have any sea or ocean, but we have some wonderful lakes. Good, good. So I could joke with you, bonjour, comment ça va, right? <laughs> okay. Muy bien. <laughs> um, okay, so um, thank you for sharing a bit about your product offering. And af absolutely, it builds a bridge between U.S. investors seeking to, to diversify their assets. And I think what you spoke to a moment ago about a plan B is incredibly important. Uh, one of the things we had also talked about before the Zoom began recording was back in 2013, a lady had set up some foreign trusts for myself and my um, immediate family. And um, it's just the knowledge is invaluable when people know that there are other options available to them for the protection of their assets and so forth, um, that, the, that there isn't just one way. And I think it also decreases the fear that people can, fear, uh, can feel at this time. Well, the world is becoming more and more volatile. I mean, we can see with, um, you know, uh, war threats and, uh, you know, political unrest around the world and the, you know, the pandemania didn't help anything either in that direction and so on. And, and you know, Switzerland is, has been named the most resilient country in the world to be able to handle the aftermath of, uh, of the pandemic because, you know, we never had a, a lot of debt and, uh, and things like that. So the wind's coming up, huh? <laughs> it's wonderful. It's, it's pure and real. <laughs> yeah. And um, so Switzerland is just this, you know, long-term economic and political stability. And, you know, these are, these are, these are, you know, reasons that have been, have been, um, you know, in place for 
basically hundreds of years. Right. And nothing's going to change that uh, very, very quickly. Yeah. And not being part of the European Union makes us independent. And not just that, but in Switzerland, you also have neutrality. You know, you're, you're a neutral country. So you're not involved in wars and in skirmishes and, and things like that. So Switzerland has a lot of things going for it for mm -hmm. long-term stability, you know. But that doesn't mean you don't have any growth um, strategies coming out of Switzerland. Of course you do, especially when you're talking about, you know, international and global diversification. Um, most of the Swiss SEC wealth managers, they don't just diversify into Swiss you know, equities or something like that. It's an international outlook because that's how they were brought up. That's what they learned. That's what they ex are experienced in. So they do have a different perspective than most likely a US, let's say advisor who is of course, naturally more US centric. Sure. Well, again, I just would like to emphasize how important education and knowledge is and people can yeah. understand that they have options. And it's interesting also uh, when I think about how um, like even the, the luxury markets and how affluence is changing, um, mm -hmm. there's a number of um, individuals that are coming into wealth right now, whether it's due to their mm -hmm. family and a succession, or it's in within the technology industry, there's a group of individuals that are finding themselves um, having to make new choices that perhaps their mm -hmm. parents cannot guide them or someone within their family, and they need to find the mentors and the guidance. Well, they say the millennial generation, which of course stands to um, uh, inherit about $30 trillion in the next several years and so on, they tend to be more globally minded to begin with. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to travel, they want to live in different countries. They don't find that strange to, you know, spend some years abroad there, 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 and there. And of course, these uh, millennial investors, they are more open to holding assets abroad simply just because of the availability of them. You know, when they're traveling in Europe or living in Europe, they don't want to have to deal with, uh, you know, an American bank who doesn't know how to make a foreign currency transfer, <laughs> right, <laughs> just for right. example. You right. know, so there's a lot of reasons that this meet me, you know, there's reasons for wealth preservation, there's reasons for growth, there's reasons for convenience. There's all kinds of reasons why investors of all ages like to hold some of their assets in Switzerland. And yes, and um, especially with the younger generation, millennials and Generation Z and those that are, are coming mm -hmm. into money, it, it is interesting. They can um, sometimes have a lack of patience, but uh, on, the other hand, on the other hand, they are very open-minded and they want to think outside of the box. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, I, think, I think not just that. I think, you know, Google makes it easy. You can, you know, do so much research on your own. That's mm -hmm. where the platform AW Switzerland comes in. They can go in and they can take a look at the various uh, wealth managers that work with American clients and they can, you know, check out their credentials and take a look at their website and look at their style and stuff like that before they decide to get in contact with one of them mm -hmm. or any of them and to find the perfect fit, so to speak. And I think, again, um, that platform is very important because if somebody doesn't get introduced, let's say through a referral yeah. or a relationship, yeah. they will have no idea of what is yeah, the next step. And yeah. what is the next I step? do that yes. a lot. I do a lot of introductions. I have a lot of Americans who, um, you know, contact me and said, okay, I took a, leak, a look at these four. Uh, could you introduce me personally? So I'm, I'm always happy to do that. And it's sometimes I don't really make recommendations because, um, you know, I, I'm not in the position to make a recommendation per se, but I can say if you're looking for a big bank, then this is the thing. If you're looking for a boutique, mm -hmm. you know, this is the thing you can take a look at and basically everything in between. Which is incredibly important. Again, I, I, I realize you might not call yourself a mentor per se, but, <laughs> I, but it's like sometimes when we think about our life, you know, if I had only known or if I could talk to my 20 year old self, 
all, yeah. all the pieces of information yeah. that would have been incredibly valuable because when we don't know, we just kind of stumble forward and learn the hard way. If there isn't somebody there to help navigate. That's, that, that, that's true. Right. Yeah, and knowing true. how to that's right, yeah. read the financial landscape. Yeah. Okay. Um, so um, I thought I would ask the question about um, what, uh, what did you have to do to attain four residences? Uh, did it involve citizenships with various different countries, like a second passport, for instance, investing in companies? I, I thought maybe you could speak about that for a moment. Okay. Uh, well, uh, by birth, I received the Canadian passport and the Danish passport and the Swiss passport I got later on um, through marriage, actually, at the time. And uh, the residents are just a matter of basically of convenience and trying to cover the bases. Like, you know, we live uh, near Zurich uh, in a small little village. Uh, that is more for the business side of things that has to do with Zurich. Uh, then we have a place in Davos, uh, which is for the winter sports and also a lot of fly fishing in summer. Then we have a place um, in Tokenburg, which is in the Eastern part of Switzerland. That's just fly fishing only. It's the only thing we do there except for some mushroom hunting in the fall. And then of course we have this place here on Mallorca and that's kind of a get away from it all uh, kind of place uh, where we can enjoy the sunshine and uh, when Switzerland is like in snow as it is today. <laughs> so we travel between these four homes and um, I have a lot of bedding. I have a lot of cutlery. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, but well, I, it's, I, it's I, fun, it's fun. But, I wanted to ask the question because um, some people might not know about, you know, how does one arrive to uh, building out a, a lifestyle? And also many people don't know yeah. about second passports or, you know, how, how that works with different jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. And so I just thought that you would also be a wealth of knowledge in that okay. niche. Yeah, there's a, there's a, has been a, about a 250% increase from Americans interested in getting a second residency and or passport. Uh, there's um, companies that are specialized in this, mm -hmm. and uh, they're also listed on the AW Switzerland platform, and uh, they um, have had an abundance of inquiries about how to go about having a plan B mm -hmm. with uh, having a citizenship in another country. Switzerland is one of the harder ones to get into, to be honest, uh, but Portugal is very popular, Malta, there's other countries as well, Austria and so on. And these are these so-called, uh, you know, citizenship by investment or residency by investment. And uh, they work mm -hmm. and uh, the process has become easier because the need has been there and the countries are happy to welcome this kind of uh, investor because, um, uh, you know, because of the pandemic as well, they're also happy to have the income that's coming into the, into the country. So it's, it's a win-win. difficult to do. Yeah, it's a win. It definitely is a win-win. And the thing is, is that you don't have to be afraid to go to another country. I have a friend of mine in the U.S. She's never been outside of the U.S. And she said, yes. you know, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to go because, you know, it's another language. And, oh, I don't know. And how would I feel? And so on like that, you know. Right. But, um, but you know, you don't need to be afraid. First of all, everybody more or less speaks English. And secondly, uh, you know, you have all the support and all the help in the world to be able to feel at home. Right. Well, it is wonderful. I, I grew up traveling and I can say on one hand, it is wonderful to get a, a worldly global education with different mm -hmm. cultures and different foods and different languages. I think it enriches the what I call the human experience. And, Definitely. and, and, I, and I can also understand why some Americans could become afraid because um, it's, they don't it's need to be. right. They don't need to be. Yeah. No, yeah. They don't. Okay, so why did creating the AW platform 
matter to you? Well, it mattered to me because um, I had a mandate actually from a Swiss insurance broker at one point in time and um, to handle their U.S. inquiries. He was doing quite a lot of, you know, uh, marketing stuff in the U.S. and was getting all these inquiries. And so he asked me if I would, you know, if I would, you know, step in to handle them for him. And I said, yeah, OK. And during that time, I spoke with literally about 200 you know, Americans who were interested in getting established in Switzerland, not necessarily, you know, with the insurance solution, but they wanted to, they just didn't know how to get started. They mm -hmm. didn't know where to go. They didn't know where to begin. They didn't know who to talk to. So after that, I decided I'm going to write a book on the subject because I've written books before. And uh, then of course I thought, hey, hello, uh, it's not the day and age for books necessarily. You have to make a platform. And so Americans Welcome, which is the AW from Switzerland, it's Americans Welcome Switzerland, AW Switzerland was born and mm -hmm. it's just been growing uh it's just been growing ever since and it's really nice because you know it's a it's a platform there's no sign in uh, you don't have to give your name and email address or anything like that um you can just you know visit the visit the various Swiss SEC registered investment advisors if you know if you send a request for information it goes directly to them you know it's like there's no filter involved in that and so on so it's like the easiest and most discreet way right to be able to you know, get in contact with somebody who can help you. And that's wonderful. I think that that uh, piece of that they can go direct and, and yeah, because it's interesting these days with different landing pages and websites, you have to give your email address, you have to give your phone number, you have to, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I know. And I don't do any of that. It's really, it's like I said, it's the most discreet way. It's very and private. even if they, if they fill out the form and, and, you know, to submit it to the, to the service provider, to the Swiss registered investment advisor, then it goes directly to them. I don't even see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Is AW Switzerland a full-time business and, or what else do you do? Aha. <laughs> no, it's not a full-time business. It was never intended as one. Uh, funnily enough, of course, it does uh, increase and it does take up more and more of my time, mm -hmm. but it's not what I would consider a full-time business. Like I mentioned at the beginning, I come from marketing, you know, communication, business development. And so I do have some mandates uh, from companies that are listed on the platform. Um, also with companies from, you know, friends that I have that I've been working with for years and so on. I don't do any client acquisition. I simply don't have the time okay. um, and so on. And I'm kind of choosy and picky with who I work with and how, how we do things. But it's, uh, that's basically has been my mainstay. Um, right now, I am um, starting to set up new projects. So one of them is a children's book uh, that I want to do. And uh, I have to just carve out the time for that which I shall do uh, this year, considering that it's only April. <laughs> so I still have that many more months <laughs> to get started. And uh, yeah, and you know, you asked me if I was like semi-retired. Well, I'm kind of like semi-semi-retired. <laughs> and I do spend a lot of time, like I mentioned before, fly fishing. And I do spend a lot of time uh, golfing. And in the winter, I do spend time snowboarding. So it's not like I'm a, you know, a workaholic working 250%. Right, right. Yeah. Well, the balance is good. The balance is good. And I think that also gives us a feel um, as to, um, you know, kind of what you're all about so that when somebody can reach out, they don't have to feel like it's uh, reaching out like to a stranger or like it's a cold call. They, you know, have a face and a, a story behind the platform. Oh, of course. Of course. Yes. I mean, even in our day and age, and even with Zoom and everything like that, I mean, it's still the personal contact, the personal, you know, feeling of comfort being comfortable right you know the, and having a connection certain, say, amount of trust and the connection and so on that's right. invaluable that won't be replaced by anything absolutely 
And I think that, yeah, I think that that is incredibly important today because people are searching for stability and a foundation and the question of, can I trust you? Yeah. 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 And, and, and so even if they might start with fear, once you get past breaking the ice and finding out, oh, I have that in common with a person. Oh, that makes sense. It, 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 it decreases the fear and then they can move forward. Okay. So, well, what I've seen, what I've seen here, well, not here, this is Spain, but in Switzerland <laughs> is that um, people feel very comfortable when they're talking with somebody who speaks actually perfect American English. And even though it doesn't make a big deal because all of these Swiss guys, they all speak very excellent English, mm -hmm. you know, but still at the beginning, they feel more comfortable when it's somebody that doesn't necessarily have an accent and things like that. And, and then they can move on from there and uh, get used to the whole thing of, uh, you know, having assets abroad and, uh, you know, how easy it is to get in contact with these people. And, you know, basically they're available 24 seven, even despite the time differences and things like that. So it's, it's not much different than opening up an account in the U.S. or holding funds in the U.S., except that you're globally diversified. And that's quite smart these days. It's very smart. And, and it's interesting also how often Europeans can speak multiple languages. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, Switzerland has four national languages. Mm -hmm. And you usually speak at least two of them, if right. not more. So what would you like others to know about Switzerland's history as well as the benefits of investing there. And I know it, Switzerland has a rich history and you've kind of lightly touched upon it. Yeah, um, I think what's important these days is like I mentioned, Switzerland's resilience. So Switzerland is not in, um, and the Swiss banks are not having any problems whatsoever. Okay, they're coming out of this whole affair unscathed. So uh, that's, that's just, you know, a, um, a good feeling, a good basis, a good basis to hold to hold some assets in Switzerland. Uh, Switzerland also is very, very private. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot of discretion. That doesn't mean that this old fashioned bank secrecy that we know is from the movies and so on, that doesn't <laughs> exist. But uh, you have a lot of discretion going on. I mean, privacy is an ingrained trait of the Swiss. So, you know, people are not gonna be talking about, oh, we have an account with this person, that person and so on. And it's still punishable by law. Mm -hmm. um, if a bank uh, employee would uh, divulge any uh, information about any client. So you have a lot of discretion, even in our more transparent world, you have a lot of discretion here. And uh, which is are actually, go ahead. I was just going to say, which is, uh, which is just incredibly important to affluent individuals, the, yeah. the privacy and the discretion. Yes, of course. Yes. And Switzerland just has this, you know, holistic view of wealth management. And uh, I mean, Switzerland is one of the richest countries. There's a, has the most wealthy people or a lot of wealthy people living here. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of uh, people with the more complex, intricate, um, you know, family uh, situations that need to deal with. Mm -hmm. And the Swiss wealth managers are actually in tune to that because that's been, they've been working with that throughout their whole career. They understand those complexities. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. So it sounds to me like the benefits of investing in Switzerland is that some of the best professionals are there to help uh, diversify an individual or a family's wealth so that mm -hmm. it uh, they don't have all of their eggs in one basket. And it exactly. also opens up a new world of investment opportunities that U.S. advisors might not know about um, in in being able to grow their wealth as well as to preserve it. Well, that's where I think uh, you mentioned education before. I think that the American advisors do well by their clients 
to mm -hmm. learn more about the idea of global diversification and to learn more about what it means to hold some assets in Switzerland. And that's what the platform AW Switzerland is also for. It's not just for, you know, the direct client. It's also for the advisor to be able to say, I need to feel comfortable. I need to have a network in Switzerland. I want to know who I can work with. I, you know, I'll, you, you know, U.S. tax advisors that are experienced with uh, clients that have uh, accounts in Switzerland and so on and so forth. So I think it's, it, it, like you mentioned, it's very educational as well. Well, I, yeah. Well, I think the education piece is incredibly important. Sometimes when I think about family businesses, one day they can have an amazing product or service and then the landscape or the industry could change. And then um, if they don't have other investments to fall back on, you know, it, it could be very tough. And, and so we sometimes look at the success stories, but sometimes we don't look at the, 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 the other stories. Yeah. yeah when, well, when somebody doesn't know how to prepare or they don't know, please go ahead. Well, as we know, there's a lot of litigation in the U.S. Yes. And um, a lot of people have this need to, let's say, protect their assets as well, right? And so um, physicians, for example, who never know when a case might pop up that can basically ruin them financially. Right. Um, exactly. So they will hold some funds in Switzerland that if, you know, all hell breaks loose in the U.S., they still have something to fall back on. Which is so important, again, because we never know when that day is going to come and we can think that we're immune. Yes, yeah. but it's, it's very, so. it's very good to prepare early and proactively. Well, exactly. And you're not, you're not sacrificing anything by doing so. That's the right. point. It's not like you're giving up something because you're holding a portion of your assets in Switzerland. Actually, you're gaining something. You're not giving up anything. So, uh, you know, and it's easy to do. Like I mentioned before, you can do it from the comfort of your home. So why, you know, be hesitant about doing so? Yeah. It's better just to get started and do it. <laughs> I think one of the things that people have learned in the past year is how quick change can come and also how much of a lack of control we can have in a moment's notice. I think it's been very humbling, um, not just to Americans, obviously, but to people all around the world. But I, I think that it came as a shocker to Americans because sometimes Americans, um, they, uh, yeah, the, <laughs> the great beacon of hope of this country. I think that it's definitely been shaken the past 12 months. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so Switzerland was founded in 1291. So uh, definitely a long history of stability and certainty. Okay, wonderful. Uh, what have you seen out there with your connections regarding legacies that others would like to leave behind? And I wondered if you might have any stories, uh, obviously discreetly, of individuals mm -hmm. or families you might know of. Okay, I think um, probably also coming out of the pandemic and maybe starting even beforehand, um, like I said, legacy is a big word and uh, you can do a lot of things. And mm -hmm. I'm trying to like narrow it down to let's say, you know, the family and the family values and things like that, right? And I think this whole idea of the sustainable investing and taking care of the world and, you know, making it a great place for the next generation to be in and, and, and all this kind of stuff that has gained in importance. And uh, it's not just the teenagers now, you know, that are saying, oh, we have to do something to save the world, if you want to call it that. Right. But at least to, yeah, at least to get some kind of more awareness in your everyday life, mm -hmm. you know, like how are we going to, you know, buy things? How are we going to use things? How are we going to be consumers? Right. And so on like that. And so I think if you can support those causes and if you can live by them and pass that living by them on to the next generation, I think that's a great legacy that you can have in your everyday life. And you don't have to be Bill Gates to be able to do this. You can be any family anywhere. And you can teach your children not to litter, not to throw their plastic into the sea. Right. All this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So I think, I think there's a lot of families there now that are saying, um, 
we can step back from uh, exaggerated luxury, perhaps, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, pay more respect to the world that we're living in. Which is very important. And it's interesting how much ESG, which is, I think, environmental, social and governance, that's what the mm-hmm. ESG stands for, how much more awareness people are, uh, especially the younger generation, but I think all generations, yeah. Yeah. But especially I think the, all generations now. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. You know, where do our products come from? How are they sourced? How yeah. are we treating the people that are in that uh, the, the production yeah. and the process? And um, and I think, especially with luxury brands, they've become much more in tune to the mm-hmm. fact that their customers care. Yeah, and I think, I think, um, like I said, it's a, it's, a, it's a, it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think that the parents now, the ones that are going to be leaving their, you know, fortunes to the next generation, um, they are not um, laughing at the next generation anymore saying, yeah, yeah. So you want to invest in save the, save the whales or something, you know, right. save the rainforest seriously now. Yeah, right. exactly. So, you know, yeah. they're taking it seriously now is it an absolutely acceptable um, and well thought out way of investing. Mm-hmm. And um, like I, you said, the, the younger generation is very interested in it. I mean, there's so many different names for it. There's ESG, there's sustainable investing, impact investing. Uh, oh, I don't know. There's a couple of other uh, terminologies for the, for the same thing. And I think it's, um, you know, the banks are supporting it. The wealth managers are supporting it. And it, that's what it takes. It mm-hmm. takes support from everybody and around the world to make it work. Yes, yes. And yeah. what a beautiful legacy to leave behind that is one around, I, I would call it love and awareness. Yes, well, I say to my daughters, um, you know, when we're talking about how things will look in the future and so on, and I've always said to them too, you know, it's, it's also just a matter of, you know, your own self-respect and your feeling that you can achieve things and not feeling that you're being taken advantage of and mm-hmm. uh, all these kind of things that you can focus on. You know, it's a different generation now and we all live, especially in this pandemic age, We've all learned that we don't need to have, you know, the boss or, you know, working in a corporation with, you know, the boss, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. There's so many in Switzerland. There's never been as many new companies started as this year. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I think one of the benefits with the Internet and this digital age that we are in is how transparent um, many things have become so that we can learn and have choice in it. So if we know that that company is truly aligned with their values, then we can support that company because now it's so easy to find information. But I would also add, I think critical thinking is also important because to not necessarily believe the first thing we see on the internet, just because yeah, right. you can get advice in that regard too. I mean, in Switzerland, just for his example, uh, there are quite a few of the Swiss SEC registered investment advisors that even specialize in ESG investing. Wonderful. And have done so for years. It's not right. something they just picked up on right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Okay. So, so legacy is quite a big word. And um, what does legacy personally mean to you? It personally means to me is that, okay, if you're thinking, oh, like I said, big word, <laughs> so many things. Um, I think one important thing is that uh, you want to be remembered. <laughs> Which is huge. Which is yeah, huge. You want to be remembered um, and maybe noted for your generosity, mm-hmm. for your understanding, for your empathy, for your kindness, for your right. helpfulness, uh, mentoring you've mentioned before. Um, all these things I think are important. I don't think it's necessarily important to be 
you know, um, something like, like Bill Gates or something like that. Right. I think it's important that you stand for your values. You can explain them to other people and uh, hope that they will adopt them. And you can stand for things like that. And I think that's, that's the most important thing is that, um, you know, that when you're gone, right. you know, the people who knew you will speak of you in, in basically with a high degree of respect and in a, in loving terms. Yes, yes. And I love the fact that you've had some conversations with your daughters and your family about this topic. Yeah. It, you know, even if it's just, um, you know, on, on the surface at the moment compared to in depth. Yes, yes. Yeah, I well, think the thing is, I mean, if you're talking about financials, and you're talking about inheritance and things like that. I mean, there's so many things you could say and do, you know, but would that actually be carried out then in the future? And I think that's a problem that a lot of families have is that they have wealth, they're transferring to the next generation, but they don't really talk about it. They don't have any consensus. They don't have any agreement on right. what's going to be happening. So, right. you know, the, let's just say the father and the mother, they pass away, the kids, you know, they inherit all this stuff. And usually in three generations, it's gone anyhow. Yes, I've because seen the statistics. Never, yeah, it is. I know, but it's because they've never ingrained it in their family life. They've never discussed it in advance. And if they have only on the very superficial level of something like, oh, yeah, you'll get something then when I'm gone, you know, that kind of thing. So right. I think what's very, very important these days is that families of wealth also are able to talk about it, get the things cleared up, you know, in advance so that there's not a big um you know, a big uh, question you know, mark. Fight. Yeah, oh, a big yeah. question mark and a big fight between siblings and and all this kind of stuff. And it happens all the time, unfortunately, but it does not have to be. It doesn't have to be, absolutely. No. And I think one of the things also that the that the last 12 months have taught people is uh, we think we're going to be here forever. And then if it if it goes like that, you know, what what will be left behind? We're not going to be here forever. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And sometimes I think when I, and I realize legacy is a, is a big word. And I've said this yeah. uh, before in, in different conversations, you know, I, I personally define legacy as it is the opposite of tragedy because it is like the planning and it is the proactive intention around it. Um, mm -hmm. But I also think about, especially um, in the, the past few months, sometimes if I think about like, you have the beautiful ocean behind you. So what's above the water that we see is the, the taxes, the assets, the financial portfolios and so forth. But then what's underneath the water, right? That like sometimes the iceberg mm. is those uh, qualitative conversations that still need to be had to be clarified that need to, you know, be brought out. And, and it's, I think very important because some of what is left behind isn't just the hard assets. It's, it's the traditions, it's the values, it's the, what we course, stand for, like course, what you said course. before. Yeah. And, and I think, especially in a changing world, it's, it's good to know that heritage. I agree completely. And that's what I'm saying. I think these families, they should not fear to address these issues somewhere along the road and uh, especially not wait until it's too late to try mm -hmm. to try and do so because uh there's a lot of discussions, you know, that need to be done when you're talking about where you're going with your wealth. I mean, you have your private uh, needs, then you want to do some philanthropy and so on. And then you maybe have, you know, special needs within the family, or you might even have problems within the family that need to be dealt with and so on. And it's, it shouldn't be difficult actually to put this all on the table and talk about it. And that's where this mentor comes in. Yeah, it takes courage <laughs> though. And yes. Yeah, it's it's very helpful if you have somebody who uh, is knowledgeable in all the different options available, and that they can sit together with the family and like 
have this conversation, which is, of course, is not done in one conversation. Of course, many it could conversations. be. Yes. Right, but, right. But do that. Mm -hmm. And so that the families also feel comfortable. You know, they feel comfortable with what their plan is. They feel comfortable for where they're going. And I mentioned it uh, before as well. Um, there is um, no such thing as a Swiss trust law at yes. the moment. Yes. But it has been accepted by Swiss government. And we're expecting Swiss trusts to become available next year. So to date, it's only been possible to have a Swiss trustee for a trust in, uh, in, in any jurisdiction. But as of next year, we'll have Swiss trusts. And that's just another layer of protection. Uh, another layer, you mentioned yourself that you also had some uh, trust set up and so on. Foreign but trust. this can also be handled in Switzerland as of next year. So that makes it a very you know, compact um, situation, which is held in the biggest discretion and uh, it, it makes it easy, easy to, to, to maintain. Which is really important. Yes, I love the, the fact that you said the word easy because I think that it also minimizes any type of fear that this could be hard or complex. Yeah, or, too complex. Right, or, right. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. So uh, what do you think your legacy will be and or what do you hope to achieve? Well, I'm not finished yet. I'm just getting warmed up. Good. Okay. <laughs> so uh, like I, I've always said, I'm a millennial that was just born way too early. <laughs> so I have all these um, plans and projects and things that, 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 that I want to do and, and will do. And I probably won't you know, live long enough to be able to achieve them all, but it doesn't matter. Um, it'll be fun. I think that the, the, rest of the, the rest of the path will be fun. Um, I think my legacy will be that in some way or form, I've been able to help people that are less fortunate than I am. And not just help them in the sense of, you know, giving them money for food, but helping them master a particular situation to get them on a better track, to get them in a, in a better life. And of course you can make donations to, you know, this charity and that charity and so on. I do as well, but I mm -hmm. really enjoy the hands-on situation where you take somebody, it can be in Switzerland, I've done this before, you know, a young person who couldn't find, uh, you know, the right route for their, you know, ongoing education and so on, and help them to get, you know, on track and have that situation stabilized. And I think if everybody would do that, mm. <laughs> you know, if everybody would just do some kind of hands-on, um, mm -hmm. um, you know, helpfulness, mm -hmm. um, I think that's a good thing to be remembered for. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be remembered for. And I, I've heard the metaphor that kindness can be compared to like the Velcro of the universe, especially with yeah. how interconnected the world is today. You know, sometimes we think uh, we, we are separated, right? The seven degrees yeah. of separation. And then we sometimes can find out it's, you know, much more interconnected. So when we do good, uh, there is a ripple effect of the, then yeah, the good that's that. And, I, and that. I think, yeah, and I think we need to step out of our comfort zone and sometimes and address issues that we didn't even realize existed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We, because we live rather privileged. And so you don't necessarily not, you know, face to face with unpleasantries, you know, in your everyday life, hardships right. and so on. Yeah. But mm -hmm. you can step out of that comfort zone. And even if you only help one or two or three or four or five individuals, that's fine. You know, they but will remember that. Yes. They will remember that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think when you, you uh, reference Bill Gates before, it doesn't have to be extreme. It doesn't have to be monumental or huge, or no, it can no. just be, you know, right where you are at. And exactly. I yeah. believe in that very much because um, the other things of, you know, uh, I want to save the world. 
mm-hmm. uh, wonderful, <laughs> that's more difficult. And if I, you can save, if you want to call it that, you know, a few individuals and, and help them get started or help them get on the right track or get back on track. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that is um, very important. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, um, it speaks to the human spirit also because yeah. it's in service to others. And everyone can do that. That's just the thing. You know, you don't, like right. I said, you don't need to be Bill Gates to do that. You can right. just do it. <laughs> right. So, do you, it. So, so one can step outside of their, their comfort zone or their bubble per se and yeah. extend a helping hand and, yeah. uh, and not be in judgment like, oh, that person is different from me or that person is right, fill in the blank. And then, you know, it's so easy to place a label compared to extending a hand yeah. and saying. But of course, not everybody can do everything for everybody. You know, you, you mm-hmm. have your own, you know, maybe even personal limits of, you know, what you can do and how you can do it. But you can find most likely without, you know, going way out there, you can find people who need help. And I had a, a family friend and they had a son and the son was having a hard time deciding on what he was going to do with his further education and what route to take and how to do it. And, you know, being a teenager, he was also a little bit rebellious and ah. he didn't really, you know, he couldn't, he could not discuss this with his family. Probably you know, didn't expectations. Work. Yeah. And, you know, it just didn't, you know, total disagreement and so on. So uh. you know, I stepped in, I stepped in and said, come on, let's just take a look at this. Let's call it scientifically. We'll mm. take a look at this and so on. And, and he got on track and he did his final education and, uh, you know, he's great. He's doing great. And I, that's, that's the good feeling. And he's also grateful for this at that time. Yeah. It's amazing what a simple conversation can do Yeah, just to help, you know, sometimes I, I refer to it as like a locker room conversation. Cause you, you step away from the field and you go in the locker room and you hash it out and you come up with the plan and it's like a neutral zone. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then that individual can go back out into the world and feel like everything is in alignment. Their decision is in alignment. They feel right with it. And and sometimes, but sometimes, sometimes you have to take the emotions out of a conversation. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know, which, which families often can't, you know, but you can take the emotions out of a conversation. You look at things rationally and you can lay down the options at the end, choose one, you know, right. It's actually not that hard. Yes. <laughs> well, I think it's wonderful. I think it, in that moment, you almost stepped in like a coach because you were outside of the situation. So you didn't have like the emotional triggers. Exactly. And you could just navigate that individual kind of like what yeah. I call through the forest. Yeah. And yeah. through the trees. So I think, I think these kind of hands-on situations uh, where you can actually uh, be a benefit in real life right there, right then. Yeah. I think that's a great thing to do. You know? Yeah. 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 So I just want to echo <laughs> that. I loved how you stepped in without judgment. And I think also with your AW uh, platform, I think that also is um, a service that is in the, um, it's a product and a service, obviously, but, but it's in service to others. So it's also helping yeah. them to have the information and the data points at their fingertips to, to say, okay, well, I've got choices. And now the onus is on me to do the due diligence and to research and to find out what else is out there, who can help me. Um, and I think that choice is incredibly important at any, to any generation uh, and to any uh, financial level where, where someone is at to have those choices at their fingertips so they, they don't feel like they're backed in a, into a corner or stuck or, you know, I just have mutual funds or ETFs and nothing else. Yes. True. The world True. is much True. bigger than that. Yes. Yes. Definitely. And knowledge is power. Yes. So, knowledge is power. Yeah. Any closing thoughts from the beautiful scenery of Mallorca in closing? <laughs> uh, yeah. In closing, I'd really like to say that I hope that uh, your listeners, um, 
start to feel more comfortable with the idea of maybe holding a portion of their funds in Switzerland. Um, Switzerland is not more than a phone call or a click away. You know, we tend to think that it's like way over there, which it is in a way, but it's just basically around the corner. And um, I think that first, like you mentioned, you have to do your homework and then you can make a decision and then you should feel comfortable with that decision. And it's basically a bit more long-term thinking. Mm. You know, it's thinking for the future. It's thinking beyond one year or two years or three years. It's even going into thinking for the next generation and even the generation after that. Right. You know, so I think that's what people have to do. They don't, can't just live for the day. Right. You know, in every aspect of their life. Of course you can, if you're saying, oh, we're going to have a garden party tonight or not. Yeah. But, right. um, you know, you have to think a little bit ahead and have something there that's very stable and very, um, you know, secure so that if something does pop up, like we've had now with the pandemic and there, you know, other things that can happen, markets and collapse and the, right. they get blindsided. Yes. Yeah. That you say, no matter what happens, mm -hmm. I do have my, you know, Swiss nest egg Right. They're ready and waiting for me if and the, when I need right, it. Right. In the background. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, I'm so glad that we could have, we could have this conversation today and you could bring this knowledge forward and speak to it and give it, you know, a face to the name so that when someone does visit the platform, then they have a reference point that yeah. there is a live human being behind it and she's walking the talk <laughs> and she's living it and she understands it. And she can also be a great point person so that if somebody does have questions, they can say, do I go with choice A or B or, you know, what are your exactly. thoughts? And, and, and I just think it's incredibly important and it is, um, I do think the world is, um, you know, you, like we can think, oh, it's across the pond. It's so far away. And yet, um, you know, with email and technology these days, so much is within our fingertips when we're willing to open up our mind and to learn of and course, to yes. grow our knowledge. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your kind words. <laughs> Greatly appreciated. And um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And is it sunny in California? It is. Finally, I feel like winter is broken, which is wonderful. And mm -hmm. it's nice to see spring come. It's um, the air always smells sweeter in spring. It's my favorite yeah. season. And yeah, I think good things are, are, are going to come. Um, I think that the worst is behind us. And I think that uh, people have a new awareness going forward, mm -hmm. perhaps to, to be more proactive. And I think mm -hmm. especially like you had mentioned with second or third homes and so forth, I think that uh, for those countries or states, because I'm in a state uh, within mm -hmm. America, um, that I, I do think that people are considering um, different options and also how to best uh, work within the box that they are finding themselves and also then also thinking about the potential of going forward when this all lifts how can I best navigate mm -hmm. I agree and like I said we mentioned it before don't be fearful of change and don't be fearful of new environments and new cultures and new languages and so on it's just a lot of fun <laughs> and on that note I will thank you so much and um, how it, how can people find you what is the best way if you'd like to I, I will also obviously put notes in the video description but okay if you would like to provide a, a website the, or... best, the best way is to visit the platform of course and that can be found under americanswelcome.swiss okay and uh, that's the easiest way just go on the platform take a look visit browse around if you have any questions feel free to send me a message i'll get it no matter where i am <laughs> And happy and happy to help happy to help out. 
Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much again and have a blessed day over in Mallorca. Thank you. Saludos. <laughs> bye bye.